I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And uh, we are on location today in North County, San Diego at Double Peak Brewing. We are friends who love good beer telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. And again, a podcast that's very excited to be back out on the road. I think this is like four weeks in a row of field trips, so this has been good. Life's good again. Yes. (laughs) Teachers by day, beer drinkers by night, and lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California. Beer Mecca within a beer Mecca. Please pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us. And of course, you can always find and follow us on social media at I Like Beer the Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I Like Beer the Poe one and I Like Beer the Ta one on Twitter. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, give five stars and comment. And then make sure to check out our website as well. Learn more about us at ilikebeerthepodcast.com. I'll put pictures of today's visit. Perfect. So as Talon said, we are on location at Double Peak Brewing in San Marcos, California. Joined by the folks that make Double Peak Brewing a special place, serving excellent beer. Frank and Devin, thank you for having us. Thanks for having having us. us. And truth be told, we've already started a beer. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah. So cheers. 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 Right now we're drinking an apricot sour. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No shyness in the apricot right from the very first sip. Jammy. Yeah. Word you like Mm -hmm. to use, jammy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's jammy, but it's not overwhelming. I mean, it's, that's very good. Super crisp, too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Very clean finish. I had to take two more two more sips. You know what I like, too? Right. You know what I like about Because, well, I've been having, I, I like sours a lot, so I drink a lot of sours. And it's funny because you kind of run the gamut of them, those that are just have that ultimate pucker at yeah, the end of it. absolutely. Right. This one has but it dies off, so it's really, like, it's a very clean finish. I really like I guess like the craft of that part of being able to create that beer that does that, where you get that sour, you got that fruit. Yeah, I think the sourness dies off. The fruit kind of hangs the, on. Yeah, totally. Bit. So yeah. It's, it's got a little bit yeah. longer finish on the Yeah, I know. It's got great flavor, too. I, correct me if I'm wrong, Frank. I'm trying to, this is our second sour? Uh, yeah. This is our second sour. So, you know, we try to like, we try to make a bunch of, you know, a little bit of everything here. Yeah. <laughs> Take you guys through the gamut. This is my kind of sour because, it, because <laughs> he doesn't the, like the, the I don't like the pucker. <clears throat> I don't like the really, really when the tartness is ruling the day. Uh, that's not my favorite kind. Jeff mm-hmm. likes them. Um, I like it when the get all those fruit flavors and the apricot comes Absolutely. out really yeah, nice. Our idea is not to have a palate wrecker. You know, right. that's it. That's well, it. Exactly. And that's I think I think those ones that are I find though I, I I will drink them and I enjoy them when they're super sour. But I think I can have one of those. Yeah. Right. Kind of like if I have a really bitter IPA, I can have one of those. You know, whereas I feel like this one, I could I could have many of these, and you know, it'd be it'd be great, especially on a warm day, and it'd yeah. be nice summertime beer. That's that's, right. uh, that's what we're aiming for. Yeah, it's perfect. You nailed it. So and it's a, it's a little hazy, mm-hmm. and it but it's sparkly. Yeah, yeah. a little effervescent. Effervescent. Yeah. That was yeah. what I was gonna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, take a moment while I enjoy this delicious beer to introduce yourselves and tell <laughs> us what you do here at Double Peak, and I'm just gonna sit back and drink the beer. Damn, I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, been in this industry for since I was 20, and I'm 34 now. So um, it, it could be a very long story. I'll try to shorten <laughs> up as much as I can. Uh, started off with Carl Strauss. Um, they had a great training program. Um, they they were the ones that really got me into craft beer, excited about craft beer and what that really meant. Um, simply just working on the hosting side, serving, busing with them. From there, it was volunteering with a other brewery that's unfortunately no longer with us, Stumblefoot, down mm-hmm. the street here. 
you know, it was a, a lot of volunteer work. I uh, did about a year and a half with them, just asking the questions, uh, pouring the beer, but then eventually moving in the back and realizing the, you know, how fun it is to brew beer. And from there, it's been Mother Earth, uh, served with them, Mission Brewing Company, packaging line. And man, I'm, I know I'm missing some breweries in there. Um, <laughs> this is why you look so familiar the first time <laughs> I met you. I'm like, I think I know him. And I was wondering, was he a student of ours? No, and, and you can no, pretty much I, throw his name out anywhere in a conversation <laughs> in the brewing community, and somebody knows him. That's great. You know, it's, it all started there, but it's something I really do enjoy about the brewing world. Is there's just so many avenues you can take. Um, and, and trying to ride that ride, obviously there was some stuff that I didn't find as fun. Uh, doesn't mean that others will. And right now, you know, working for Lost Abbey and Double Peak Brewing Company, really enjoy, really enjoy that. Um, really enjoy working back at the house here, brewing the beer. And, you know, just getting, you know, building a smaller company into, you know, hopefully something much bigger. Thank you. And yeah. Frank? Yeah, this is something that I've, I've been doing um, out of passion for the, the last several decades. I've actually been doing this over 30 years. Started, uh, the, the theme with our place is pretty much outdoor adventure type um, atmosphere uh, brought on because I used to do a ton of rock climbing. And from that, I was looking for partners to climb with. I ran across a guy on the internet, and uh, we went out and did a climb one day, and he almost failed miserably. <laughs> but at the end of the climb, uh, he said, uh, we got back to his vehicle, and it was like, hey, uh, I got some homebrews, you want some? And uh, he had about six different bombers of this homebrew. I mean, it had the silt at the bottom, it's still really good stuff, and his idea at the time was, well, I can't get this anywhere else, so I want to make it the way I want it, and, and it turned out really good. Um, we ended up brewing together for several years. Um, he got me, you know, got the passion going. He went off and did his business. I've got another business besides this. Uh, this has stayed with me, took off. Uh, I've had a lot of people say, hey, this is really good. You ought to open up a brewery, and <laughs> I stepped in that trap. <laughs> <laughs> but the bottom line is, um, you know, I stayed with it. Uh, he is still brewing beer, uh, some of the specialty stuff. Uh, and I transitioned over to Pro and opened Double Peak Brewing. Uh, we planned on doing a smaller operation, really didn't plan on going Pro. Uh, the story is I had um, some equipment that I bought. I was going to put in another larger well-known brewery uh, that was just starting up. And at the time, they were all on board. They'd be able to use my system as a pilot system. And two days before I got there, they, they slammed the door on me and <laughs> said, no, we changed our mind. And you're sitting on the, on the so equipment. So I'm sitting on the equipment, and it's a little bit too big to use at the house. I didn't want to use it over at my aerospace company. So uh, I started looking for buildings. And there was just really nothing small enough to be able to, you know, out-of-pocket support with, with the brewing side with the equipment I had. So I found this location saw that there was way too much rent for the amount of beer I was able to produce, so went out and purchased all the other equipment, built this out, and here we are. And I first learned about Double Peak at the Carlsbad Brewfest where I met Allison and Ziggy, I believe. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Between Allison and Ziggy, myself, and Devin, Devin came along early on. I met him at Lost Abbey down in Cardiff. Um, and he's been, you know, a key part of this operation, uh, helping us through the first stages of brewing because he has brewed on the pro equipment. Allie and Ziggy, uh, they are very instrumental in here and still involved, uh, helped with the build out. Uh, everything we did here, we built out ourselves. Uh, we were looking at hiring somebody to come in, just way too much money for what we wanted to pay. 
and we were able to put together a pretty nice facility with you know what we had in mind. It is a great outdoor so if you're looking for a place to go and you're not sure if you're ready to be indoors like like some of us are, are still deci- making those decisions plenty of space even the the whole front area is, is wide it's open, open yeah. to the air so and it looks great yeah the uh, the view just from the from the bar itself uh, most places if you're in an industrial complex you're looking at in other industrial buildings we've got the openness you know of the, the hillside and uh, a nice beer garden out front uh, really kind of makes a difference from just going to an industrial setting and unlike other places you have parking Yes, that's yeah. true as well. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to park at some of your favorite places to go. <laughs> Very true. So let's let's talk a little bit real quickly here on the on the brewing side. We'll, we'll maybe we'll start with you, Devin. What were some of your first like wow beers that made you? You said you worked at Carl Strauss. Like, yeah, like well, beer <clears> tastes that, like this, you know? Yeah, it was actually the red trolley for me that kind of set everything off. Uh, for some reason, really gravitating still to this day towards the more maltier beers. Um, to this day, I'll absolutely order that beer. I love it uh, inside and out. But, you know, it's funny, Mike, me and my friends ask this question all the time, if there's anything as of recently that's wowed us. And, you know, it's, um, I've always appreciated lagers, really great style. Um, not a lot of breweries go all in on them. So I have a lot of respect for the breweries that do and are successful because of it. But um, <clears throat> the Hellas beer from the brewery, that, that is just fantastic. Um, if you guys haven't had a chance to try it, absolutely mm-hmm. go for it. Um, and then at recently, out in, I was in North Lake Tahoe at Alibi Brewing Company. Yeah, we yeah. there. It's yeah, really, good. really yeah. cool facility. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of the first breweries I've been really kind of taken away with. Um, just, I mean, if you guys haven't gone, go. It's pretty yeah. cool. But um, they're Bach beer. Yeah. Again, a style that I really do appreciate. Um, and it, it turned out excellent. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, those are the, you know, the lighter beers I'm really enjoying. I'm happy to see that this industry is starting to gear towards lighter IPAs, light lagers, and, appre- and have those people really appreciate them. So, and then for you on the brewing side, what was the first one you made and you went, whoa, I can do this. You know, or you were super impressed with something you made that you were. <laughs> so, uh, I'll be honest, like, you know, when Frank and I first started, it's, you know, I was very, you know, it's, I'm not the person to beat around the bush. It's, you know, I expect to make our IPAs taste like IPA, a brown tastes like a brown. Um, we'll blow, and from there we can only get better, and I know we will get better. Um, I, I know very few breweries that have hit the ground running, and I honestly could probably name none. Um, it takes some time. Professionally, it takes time to learn the system, learn the ins and outs of it. Um, you know, some things just don't go as according to plan. It takes a few brews to realize that. But I, I, I mean, Frank would probably agree on this one. For us, it was the Whodunit IPA. When, when we brewed that, it was just like, holy cow. Like, this is, this is right up there with them. And I'd say, honestly, I... Even though I'm not a hazy fan, I will put our hazies up against pretty much anyone else's. They're they're excellent. All that all that being said, who done it is not a hazy, but no. But uh, kind of leading into this conversation a little bit, you asked him, uh, you know, what was one of the first beers they brewed. Uh, so here, uh, our first beer that we brewed is actually our Haboob. It's a it's a red ale. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think of red ales, they think of shark bites. So mm-hmm. they think you know more IPA and stuff. This is more you know <clears throat> typical amber. Um, and what's kind of funny, and this is what I thought he was going to lead into, was the first beer we made, he didn't really care for it. He wanted to dump it. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, been, that's been a core beer from day one, and that's actually on in some restaurants, and people love it. Right. But, again, it's, beer is about palate and individual palate. Yeah. And so what about you, Frank? What was one of the first? You mentioned your friend's home brews. Uh, what were some of the early beers you had where you kind of changed your mindset about what beer can taste like? And, and well, as far as I, I've been a, a connoisseur of 
you know, beers and, you know, vodkas, whiskeys, all this stuff. I mean, as far as different things. Uh, what was interesting about the beers he was making is they weren't like going out and getting a Budweiser or something like that. So whether it be a Doppelbach, a Belgian, uh, a good stout or something like that, would maybe, it could have been a stout with, uh, you know, a little bit of a different adjunct in it, whether it was raspberry or something like that. That's what was really interesting to me. And then being able to produce uh, your typical standard IPAs that are going to be acceptable, uh, hop forward, uh, good nose, uh, that everybody seemed to be liking at that time uh, was, was really pretty important to me. And I think that's what really got me into it a bit more, is just something that's a little bit more on the leading edge. And we have another beer magically appeared in this front of us. This one we have a Whiptail IPA. It's actually a New England style. It's not really a hazy. Uh, but it is, uh, does have the softer palate, uh, a little bit more uh, New England fruit overtones. Pretty clean. Yeah. Yes, that's quite good. Again, very, very clean finish, you know, on the, you, you got a little bit of hops, at, you know, the bitterness there, but it kind of tails off. And yeah. I get whiptail that. Maybe that's the reason why. But <laughs> no, but uh, and, no. And being the adventure uh, type place that we are, Whiptail is actually one of the bicycle trails around yeah. here. So you will see a lot of like Double Peak is our right. uh, our name. Um, Who done it? That was one of my favorite climbs up in Idlewild that I used to do all the time. Um, and that's that's basically our top selling core beer right now, which I'll put up against anybody. Double IPA. It's really clean. You would not think it is like an eight or an eight four. Really, which is always shocking to me in this realm of things going towards light drinkers are double IPAs just crushing it and everybody's yeah, yeah <clears throat> it's yeah, I mean yeah, it's, it's bucking the trend yeah sense, it's yeah. it's really nice and I mean I I think we've honestly brewed that beer three times more than any other beer oh we've, at least at least yeah. yeah I just brewed another batch on Saturday there really is a difference in the front end of this yeah and the this whiptail yeah, IPA yeah. than the back end and those are things Which is that why I thought it was called Whiptail too. And those are things we've made changes along the way. Mm -hmm. Again, our recipes. You know, we're always striving to do better, be better. Um, yeah, it's you know, it's an excellent IP. I really do enjoy this one. And, and much smoother than the nose is. The nose prepares me for yeah uh, a much <laughs> more bitter experience, yeah, 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 yeah. experience. Yeah. And then it, it's quite nice. It's it's um, much more. It's not mild. It's still an IPA. Oh. You want to be. Yeah, you know, would never be surprised that it's an IPA. But it's just balance, like I said, balance. And balance, I think that yes. I, I use that word a lot, but I think it's really that's always impressive for me when you go to that. And I, and you talked about it sometimes when you go to a brewery, you know, that we've done been to plenty their first weekend out or their first couple mm -hmm. of months. They don't have that balance a lot of times. They haven't figured that out. They haven't perfected those recipes and stuff. And then it's kind of nice where you come back. Yeah, you know, so to find places that have that, that's you really notice that. We've been pretty fortunate with our. Our experience, my my time brewing, the amount of time that I've been brewing, and and Devin's uh, amount of time brewing professionally, and being in the industry, we've been able to pretty much nail what we're shooting for that's, first time out. That's yeah, great. Uh, we have not had to dump a beer uh, from day one. That's fantastic. And we haven't had to sit on a beer and say, "Man, I really wish it would sell because I really don't like it." <laughs> <laughs> so we we've been pretty fortunate that way. We feel that we're uh, pretty good at what we do. Uh, we're always looking to do something a little bit better. And like he said, we're we're changing things up a little bit to maybe clean things up a little bit, maybe a little bit more balance, right? Uh, to fit our palate. And uh, the other thing too is our beers aren't all IPAs right. or. Yeah. 
all stouts or anything like that. We've got uh, right now 13 different taps. We've got seltzers in there. We've got whipped beers. We've got the line of ice. We've got Belgians. reds, Belgians. Yeah. Well, so that Belgian I had beers. when we came and visited <laughs> you last week. <laughs> I, yeah. was, I was still talking about it when, yeah, we, you are, when we drove, that's, came yeah, in today. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it's funny because we talk about striving, doing better. I remember our first hazy IPA. Not so hazy. Um, you know, it was... But again, it was great, and you know, it's a lot of people. You know, like, oh, I had the little haze in my comeback. Our hazies of, you know, they were good, and now they're just great. Yeah. yeah and you know, no, we have to this day have zero issues with oxidization, uh, diacetyl, none of that, which we've been very blessed with. And again, that's just the t- the team effort that we bring to the table. Now, understanding that everybody has a little bit different of palate, mm-hmm. but you have thirteen drinks on tap. Uh, someone's coming in for the first time. What's What's something you really hope people try that they don't walk in, check you out, and leave without having at least tasted what? For, for people that may do the brewery tour thing well, and I, they've got I double... I personally pe- think it depends on the individual and it's a matter of being able to read the customer when they come in. Yeah. I mean, you bring somebody in, the first thing I do is I ask them, <clears> what, what do they normally drink? If they're an IPA person, I'll lead them toward the, uh, the whodunit. I mean, that, that's a, a sure win, 100%. If it's somebody that doesn't really care for beers, I would lean them toward Argosa, which is really crisp, really refreshing. Um, you know, and, and the people that like Belgians, of course, I lead them to the Triple Witches, which is, it's a nice, clean, almost lager-like Belgian at times. Um, but it, it, to me, it really depends on the crowd. I think for us, um, Whodunit is going to make our name pretty big. Uh, and we'll be leading out with that one here pretty soon. So what's your go-to Double Peak beer? My go-to? <laughs> I'm a brewer. I'm here drinking and tasting yeah, and sampling so. beers all throughout the process. <laughs> I mean, for me, I'm a West Coast IPA guy. Uh, uh, if whodunit's on, I'm generally going to go for that first. All right. How about you, Devin? Um, I'm not, I won't say the whodunit because uh, we've already talked about it, but the whodunit is also great. But I really do enjoy our rye IPA a lot, um, some of the ones silver for our first year in at the Great American, or not Great American, sorry, the Sano International Beer Festival. Um, it was our first batch, literally. We brewed it and it was sent out, and sure enough, we, we hear yeah. the results are in, and you know, it was that was a big win. Yeah. Uh, very happy. It was, you know, for Frank and all of us here. Yeah, that was second to knee deep. Yeah. That's oh, very wow. good. Yeah. yeah. Going against some other breweries that have, a, you know, really do enjoy their rye beers, you know, and so that, that meant a lot to me that when we made it, it was our first batch. We weren't sure, but. To this day, I really do enjoy it. It's, um, I don't think it's on tap anymore. It's uh, the rye? Oh, the rye just blew last yeah. week. But going back to you know the favorites, I mean, realistically, our, our gold winner is our ghost chili porter. Okay. Um, ghost chili is in the beer. It's really subtle. It's not a lot of heat. It's not going to burn your palate or anything like that. But if I had that on tap, yeah, I'd be taking that over the whodunit any day. Okay. Yeah, it was something that Frank brought to me and... I'm very, I, I like heat, but I'm very sensitive to it, and I'll sweat uncontrollably. <laughs> I, just, I just remember looking, I was like, if I sweat uncontrollably because of this, I'm murdering you. But, you know, drinking it, it's just like, like talk about balance. It's something that, it's something yes. that here at Double Peak, I mean, balancing the IPAs, but balancing the spicy chili beers, too, because you can definitely go overboard with yeah. those. Um, I've only had a, a ghost pepper porter once, at Lad 233, many moons ago, and, yeah. and it was our first brewery of the day. It was my first beer of the day. Oof. Never tasted anything, anything else <laughs> the rest of the yeah. day, so I'm excited to revisit that on one that's been tamed. Well, we will have that out for fall. <laughs> nice. Oh, perfect. Yeah. For football. That seems yeah, like a, a, yeah, exactly. a football beer. Uh, that sounds good to me. I'm going to put in a two-part question. What makes coming to and working at Double Peak special? Um, you know, working for Double Peak, it's, 
you know, um, I meet a lot of homebrewers. I meet a lot of people coming in to Los Abbey, and, you know, they, they have grand notions of doing X, Y, or Z. I've helped open up three breweries here in San Diego, and not all owners are created equally, unfortunately. You know, so it's a business at the end of the day is what it is. Um, so when Frank came in initially, Tell me he's a home brewer and he wants to open a brewery. And I'm like, great, here's another guy who <laughs> wants to do it all over again. Um, but then really sitting down and talking with him, it was, you know, one investor, Frank, which is unheard of in this industry and everything's owned. And, you know, I tried started trying his home brews, really impressed and really impressed me. But it's, you know, it was given just working here, having wearing multiple hats is something I've always enjoyed in the beer industry. And I had the opportunity here. So working here, it's, it's something I really do enjoy, you know, being able to give my input, um, seeing it to fruition. Like it's it's something that you don't often, unfortunately, see across the board at other breweries. So for me, it was the creative freedom. It was the potential that, like, I think this can go places. And, you know, coming here, it's nice uh, to me. Going to a brewery, um, I actually usually try a Pilsner first. It's the style I choose if they're offering it. To me, it's with a good lager, if you can make a good lager, you have good standing operating procedures in place. It's crisp, it's clean, everything else is gonna be just as good. You know, and, and to me, it's a wide variety. I, a good brewery, to me, doesn't focus on just one or two things. It's across the board, some great stuff. And here at Double Peak, you know, it's something that we do, we bring to the you know, 13 beers and they're all gonna be slightly different um, and some of them are completely different styles. So much you don't see with a lot of new breweries. Some like to play it safe and you know go with just you know hazies or just go with you know IPAs and which are no they're great and there are a lot of good ones out there. But here at Delphi we like to offer you know the varietal and hit everyone's palate. That's always a, a kind of a roll of the eye and sad shrug of the shoulders when we cruise into a, a brewery that we've really been looking forward to going mm -hmm. to, and it's seven IPAs oh. and. Maybe one other option. Yeah, one other yeah, option. One other option. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's and the and the IPAs are hardly decipherable between each of them. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah exactly yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people they take the same base recipe through a couple of different hops and they call it a different beer. And right. It's, it is a different beer, but needs to have a little bit more character difference. And I, I find a lot of character difference is going to go uh, with yeast selection or malt selection. Like for instance, our pale ale. Um, that we'll have here shortly, I've made it with both American malts and European malts. And I find the European malts just give you a little bit more full malt back compared to the American might be a little bit drier and crisper. So that can be the difference on the beers rather than just taking the same recipe and throwing a few more hops at it or taking a slightly different yeast. Yeah, we've also, we've encountered that too where you can tell uh, they have a yeast that they like, that that's their House and this, yeah. it's, yeah. A, it's yeah. a signature, so you'd always know you're drinking that beer, that brewery's beer, but at the same time, it's not giving you the, if you're hoping to have some diversity in the lineup. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you're Budweiser, you can afford to do that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's it's something, I, and I appreciate the breweries that, you know, sometimes they, you know, go for a style that's not overly popular, and, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out, but at least I, at the end of the day, I have respect for that, you know, it's... There's a lot of breweries around town here that I think are just killing it with no-name beers, you know, alt-style beers. Not a lot of people right. are doing it, but Jeff over at Jeff Bagby, like, yeah. it's a fantastic beer. Mm -hmm. And he makes a double bock, like, you know, all these all these styles are just, you know, it's cool. I appreciate, you know, the breweries that try to go out there. I had in my notes, Devin, from when I visited mm -hmm. some time back, and, and, but I, I didn't write it all the way out. I just said, make sure to ask Devin about Europe and beers in Europe. 
Oh, uh, you, so you must have been telling me a story, and I, well, I probably I think, said, "Can you save that for the podcast?" Uh, it might have been. So I, I'm going to Europe pretty soon here, hopefully. Um, you know, but it's you know, it might have been something along the lines of talking about you know, Czech style pilsners and mm-hmm. how how people go about that, mm-hmm. and you know, a style that's typically brewed in copper kettles, and Thanks. you know, there's different ways to bring that same thing into the brewing process, whether it be a copper pipe in the boil kettle. You know, it acts as a yeast nutrient, um, but also kind of gives that traditional Czech Pilsner taste to the beers. I, for me, I've always had a high regard and high respect for those European beers. Uh, always, you know, the you know, Cantillon out there, that, like, they just crush it. Yeah. Do you have an itinerary started? Going to Prague, or sorry, starting in Dublin, then going to Prague, and then going to Madrid. So I spent the better part of all last night trying to make sure everything's in order, that we're safe when we go out there. But I'm really looking forward to Prague because, I, again, it's one of my favorite styles, the Czech Pilsner. Really like that one a lot. Have you mapped out your route to maximize brewery visits? <laughs> uh, we gosh. do. Yeah, it, no, it's, uh, I do it behind my wife's back. She, uh, you know, I, I, I Is see, there another way? You know, <laughs> not really, no. You know, one thing that attracted me her initially was, you know, the... What she, you know, told me she liked craft beer. I'm like, are you sure about that? Like, well, we're going to go all in here. <laughs> I've, I've gone all over to the big beer capitals, Austin, uh, Seattle, Portland, um, Denver. All make just fantastic stuff. And I, I, I've really enjoyed, especially when I went to Austin. Again, they're heavy in emphasis on the European beers, a lot of lagers. And it was funny because every time I go out there, they're like, well, we don't have any IPAs. I'm like, that's okay. I actually, <laughs> you live I'm in San Diego. Okay. I'm in San Diego. I, I don't you. need yeah, IPAs. I, I, can I, go, yeah. I can go elsewhere. Um, yeah, it was, that, to me, that was a great beer town. Absolutely loved yeah. it. Um, they do some great, I mean, other than just Jester King out yeah. there, the obvious, it's, you know, there, there's, you know, um, Live Oak was yeah. right near the airport. If you guys go out there, talk to all the locals, they'll tell you to go there. You know, great brewery. I've spent actually a lot of time. My brother lives there, so I've been to okay. most of the breweries in that area. Yeah. And I agree with you. And it's funny because they'll say the same thing to me. I go there and I'll order a flight and I'll go, why didn't you order your IPAs? I said, I don't need to order your IPAs. I want your other exactly. stuff. Yeah. You know, exactly. So, but yeah. We used to do that in some of our early brewery tours yeah. across the West Coast where we just say everything except the IPA. And they say, no, no, you really want to try our IPA. Yeah. And, and, and places have caught up. But yeah, at the right. time, we'd say, no, we're from San Diego. You don't want us trying right. your IPA because we're not going to have anything nice to say. I was, I was out... Um, I was visiting the Philippines a couple of years back, and I remember we were out literally on this island, kind of in the middle of nowhere. And there was, I saw this crap brewery because there's San Miguel's the big guy out there, and you know I've had enough of Red Horse, enough of the San Miguel uh, Pilsner, and I kept seeing these advertisements for our, our crap brewery. So I'm like, I told my wife we have to go, like we have to try this out, even yeah. though we're, I, it might be awful, but this guy's let, dedicated. Yeah, <laughs> let's give it a shot. And sure enough, it was a Ukrainian couple. Um, I can't remember the brewery's name, but. You know, I'm looking down the list, Irish Dry Style, I'm like, okay, and then I saw West uh, IPA, and I remember talking to the guy, obviously they don't use um, the same measurements we do, so it was a little hard to kind of understand where he was going, but, you know, I mentioned, you know, I, I brew, and he goes, California, USA, San Diego, and I'm like, wow, like, San Diego is just that well known, it's crazy, it's it's really cool, and it's, it's awesome that, you know, it's the town's known for that, and, you know, be a part of it has been something, it's been, you know, there's definitely been ups and downs, but a lot more ups. Uh, it's been, you know, I've been very blessed to be in this industry for this amount of time. So what are we trying here now? This next one. This, this is, is our Marzahn. Okay. It's called Frankenstein. I like the name. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a regular dark German lager. Ah, moving into my neck of the woods now. Yeah, yeah, malt, yeah, malt, malt forward. Malt forward but it's yeah. delicious. Oh, that's yeah. so good. And this is where Frank and I like it. Like, telling me we're getting we're getting close to fall too. Yes. We'll start moving into fall. That, that tastes like football season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm. And it's not an IPA. Hey. No, it's delicious. <laughs> the leaves don't change here in San Diego, but this makes me feel yes. like no, the leaves are changing. Friday night football. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> that's delicious. Yeah, it is delicious. I had this when I, I had visited Did before, you? and yeah. I was excited about it then, no less excited now. That's very so good. tell us a little bit about this. How did we get to this one? Um, it was, was that our first yeah, lager that we brewed? Well, pretty much our first lager, yeah. but we needed a dark beer for last year. We, we came out with this a little bit late last year. We were brewing it in October, which we should have been brewing it about now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it, it turned out all right. I mean, it's our first one. Um, but Frank oh, and no, I... It's, it's, it's better than all right. Yeah. Yeah, Frank and I, this is something... Like we like this is our style. This is what we like, and you know, it was him and I talking with each other, and you know, let's. And I was like, and we kind of both looked at each other almost the same time. It's like I think it's time to brew a Marzen, yeah. like something we both really. This is a style we both really enjoyed. It's just pretty much close, you know, German European style. Um, nice, clean, easy to drink, and it's not an IPA. Yeah, it's not going to burn out your hot palate. No. No. I could order much like I could order Steins of Frank and Stein. There you yeah, this is this is no, this, we have this yeah. in our Oktoberfest. Yeah, no, episode. totally. No, I wrote yeah. that down. I was kind of I actually I was at uh, Sierra Nevada like two weeks ago, and they just released their Oktoberfest, so I had that. So this is my second yeah. kind of Oktoberfest. That's a great Oktoberfest. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, so it's good. No, and, and like I said, this is delicious. I, I uh, this will be this is a great kind of like I said kind of gets you ready for yeah, fall. It's and, got a great balance too. Yeah, again. So all right, so if people want to get your beers, where do they get your beers? Currently, we're selling exclusively out of the brewery. Of the brewery. Uh, okay. There are a few restaurants the, around uh, town that do have our beers. We are expanding. Uh, just recently picked up a canning line when COVID first hit. We had to switch gears. Uh, we had only so much glass for growlers. Right. You know, it was really hard to get the beer out, and we just made a ton of beer. So uh, we ended up getting a... Uh, Counterfiller, two station counterfiller, and, and seen cans for the first bunch of runs, which was a ton of work. <laughs> that was all Frank and Jake. They, they, yeah, can, they can have that just, one. I'll let them have that yeah, one. Yeah, it was, but you know, we didn't have much loss, which is great. You get a canner, it's a little bit different. And we do now have a, a canner online okay. that we are going to be canning more of the beers. So we hopefully will start uh, seeing some of our beers in liquor stores and Bevmos and that type of thing. And at the same time, uh, we do have uh, our beers in some hotels, for instance, downtown, uh, and again, local restaurants. So when they're coming here, is it is it kind of growlers, crawlers, and canning? Or We're not really it... doing crawlers and canning on. It's uh, just, just at, cans. And... Yeah, basically cans that are already pre-made, uh, growlers, and of course, beer on tap. Perfect. Well, that definitely you want to start there. <laughs> yeah, you're here. You come out here. Yeah, no, I agree. Get a, so. Grab a table. No, and I like, around. you know, I was saying you guys are probably, I mean, I probably live like, Five minutes away, right up Rancho mm-hmm. Santa Fe. So it's it's very nice to have one very close. And you guys are pretty much the only brewery right now in this in this little area. That was kind of the idea when we opened this place. Is uh, we I didn't want to be in the middle of Vista. I mean, yeah. it's a good thing and a bad thing because yeah. you're in the middle there. You're in the middle of the bus but, tours and stuff like but, that. But a lot of um, people. But at the same time, we're the only brewery between basically uh, where we're at and the coast. Yeah. And we do uh, get a lot of neighborhood, uh, you know, influence. But at the same time, it's kind of hard to pull people off the 78 and get them in here because they just don't know about us. Marketing sure. is kind of hard right now. Well, it's five more minutes drive. Five more minutes, yeah. and you're here. And, oh, it'll, yeah. and it'll be worth it. So what, what's going on at Double Peak? So Double Peak, we have events throughout, uh, throughout the year, whether it's a charity event, uh, which we do several. We've raised a lot of money for MS, cancer, um, ALS uh, throughout this last year. 
Uh, also, um, during the week, we have Wednesday night trivia. Uh, we're hoping to do the football season this year, as long as we don't get shut down again. Mm -hmm. We have a, a large big screen TV, darts, pool table, giant Jenga, you know, many activities to do. Uh, come and relax and just, you know, enjoy yourself. Get away from reality for a while. Come take a hike. Yeah, take yeah, a hike. hike. Finish the evening bike here. ride. Yeah, there you go. park down here, take a hike, come on back down, or a bike ride, come back down from uh, going up to Double Peak maybe and coming back yeah. and have a nice refreshing gosa or maybe an Appalachian Trail or something like that. Yeah. And I think we have a cornhole tournament coming we up. Have a cornhole tournament oh, nice. for, yeah. for MS coming up next That's week. Great. Yeah, and I'll just throw this out there: if you haven't been to Double Peak in North County, it's the best views in, in North County. You can see everything. Three hundred and sixty degree yeah, views. It's incredible. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah. Don't so. tell everyone. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. But I mean, I mean honestly, I mean, that's, no, that's the thing. Like, I mean, that is the day. Go there, have lunch. Oh, yeah, that's you go day. there. I mean, you can see everything. And you can see down to, to almost Mexico from there on a clear day. I'm, I'm having cool. Tom cut yeah. that part. And one yeah. other thing as well, we also have a runner's group that comes here every uh, every Tuesday. And they will actually do a run up to, you know, Trails at Double Peak. Right. Oh, I'm uh, busy on Tuesdays. Darn. Right. Otherwise, yeah, I would be yeah, yeah. right yeah. there. You'd with be leading the pack. Running shoes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. And then, and then, like, let's say bigger picture. What's next for Double Peak? Hopefully, growth. Yeah. You know, uh, depending on where society goes right now with this uh, terrible virus that everybody is dealing with. Uh, a lot of places, I think, still are going to shake out as far as you know. Are they going to be able to survive another shutdown or another downturn? Um, for us, uh, because we don't have a lot of investors, self-funded, own everything, we're in pretty good shape for that, and we expect to be going out and marketing a little bit heavier, uh, more local restaurants, uh, a bit more notoriety, and then uh, you know expanding our, our beer into uh, the supermarkets and that type of thing. Well, please don't hesitate to reach out when you're when you want us to help share the news. Yeah, yeah we're, we're happy to. to do that on our social media and, and on our podcast. Is the Belgian on tap? The Belgian's on tap, and I'll see that we Be, get some of that. And, and here's why. We are trying to get talent here. <laughs> we're, we're trying to find a Belgian that, <clears throat> that he likes. And I, I'm kind of on the road uh, to being a fan of the Belgians, and yours was probably the best one I've had. That's my goal had. for 2021. And so we're trying to find My goal for 2020 was to become a sour drinker, and I did that. So my goal for 2021 <laughs> is to begin to appreciate yeah, I'm kind of with you on the sour drinking. I do like some sour beers, yeah. but if they're overly sour and, and wreck my palate, it, I'm kind of yeah. done, you know? Yeah. Uh, something that's a little bit more balanced uh, isn't. I it? really like yours, your apricot. Thank you very much. Fantastic, yeah. Uh, and the Belgians, there's nothing better than a really great Belgian, but there are some Belgians that will just wreck you, yeah. and also that will wreck your palate. Uh, I tried to be a little bit more on the balanced side. Uh, ours is basically uh, a double. Uh, it's nine point seven five percent. It's real easy to get toasted on yeah. that, but it, like I said, it drinks clean like a lager. I'm going to turn uh, turn this over to Devin for a little bit. I'm going to go grab a little bit so you can taste. <laughs> so what styles of Belgians have you tried thus far? Well, you know, to be honest with you, the, the issue with me on the Belgians is I'm trying to think where I was, but I had a bunch of them, and it's, a lot of it's just that, that it's the yeast, I think, is what yeah. creates that taste that, you know, you get the banana and all that kind of Clovey, stuff like that. banana. Yeah, I, but it, I say bubblegum, too. Yeah, it reminds it, me it, like a big league juice sometimes. Yeah, and I, but I've had a bunch recently that I really <clears> liked, but the, the issue always been for me is it, when I was a kid, I had really bad allergies. Okay. Then I had a medication, 
that was terrible. Was, I think ActiFed was the, the medication. Mm -hmm. And the first few Belgians that I had, that it just triggered that memory. Like mm -hmm. they had that same taste to me. And so I couldn't get <laughs> past it. And then, like I said, well, I'm going to do this. Because I was the same way. We, we, we've talked about this many, many times where we went to Toolbox Brewing mm -hmm. when it had, you know, right first opened. We, we met there. Yeah, rest in and, peace. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I felt really bad because we, we went there and the guy even oh, warned us. He goes, thank you. Thank he you. even warned us about it. He goes, have you ever had sours? We're like, well, no, but, you know, we'll, we'll give it a shot. And, yeah. and uh, we sat down there. And I mean, honestly, I don't even know that we made it through the flight because we went there what is this and we actually <laughs> left and like we went over to Aztec or one of the other breweries yeah, Aztec's there. pretty close by yeah yeah and so then it was one of those things where you know now a couple of years later I go god because I've had some of theirs you know since then that, mm -hmm. were, that people have had I'm like they made really good beer but they were just way ahead of their time for this this area they were style. they made yeah. some fantastic sours yeah. uh, you know I tell my staff and anyone else it's it's hard it, it you can't give a Coors drinker a bourbon barrel aged stout. True. Like, it's not to say that they have a bad palate per se. Right. It's just this fact that they're they're used to a lager and to throw them this heavy, intense, you know. So it, it's why I tell anyone trying a new style is go light. Um, there, I mean, when yeah. you know, we talk about Belgian beers, I mean, there's Belgian lagers, there's Belgian nails, and the, yeah. uh, under that umbrella alone, there's a lot more. But yeah, it's. I always say go light, start light. I think that's a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. Kettle sours are a great way to start yeah. light. Uh, Goes are another great way right. to start light. And I, I'm actually now where I, I mean, that's I'll if I go to a place a lot of times, I'll order a sour. That might be the beer I order first just to try it. Now. Mm -hmm. So as I said, that's that's been my evolution too as a, as a beer drinker. Yeah. And like I said, my goal was, I, we, were, we talked about it, I said my goal now is to start working on where, uh, to do the same thing with Belgians. You know? Yeah. And I think that's, and I think one of the things that's been the process even for me through doing this and, and that and everything else is I don't have to necessarily like the beer, but I can appreciate the, that what went into making the beer, right? You know, I, I can appreciate the quality of that beer, and and, and um, you know, so I think that's an also evolution as a, as a you, beer drinker. You, you sound like a veteran beer drinker. Already. Oh, there we go. I appreciate <laughs> that. I've been working on it. It's I've been uh, growth. No, it's absolutely. It's, it's it goes into what I said earlier, which is, you know, some of the styles, you know, the the execution may not have been there, but I appreciate them trying. And, right. And I could I, I would only assume you know they, they're they'll only get better from here, and more often not they do. You know, you got to give them second chances. Yeah, it's for me. It's I, you know, once upon a time, I, you know, love the heavier, you know, double bastards type right. you know, beer. And now it's you know, for me, getting older, like I really enjoy blonde ales, uh, you know, lagers, pilsners, you know, all that. It's just fantastic. All right, we took a road trip out to Utah uh, to check out some breweries. Not our not our brightest moment to go to brewery <laughs> tour to Utah, but we True. found great beer. But there are actually some really we, great breweries oh, yeah. in Utah. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but with the brewing yeah. rules of five yeah. of five percent, and we're Except like, well, everything's five percent. And at our age, we realized yeah, five percent's a nice spot it's for not a beer a, to it's land. It's not a bad <laughs> way to stay. <laughs> yeah. I think Epic got around it. I, I mean, again, I don't know the laws in Utah, but I think it's if it comes out of a bottle, not on tap, then because yeah. yeah. they have the Big Bad Baptist to right. stay, still one of my favorite yeah. stuff. Like, I love that. And they have multiple versions of that yeah. as they come out. Yeah, yeah. I think it's quarterly. They come out with a different coffee yeah. variant, and, and they have the pecan and the chocolate yeah. and the raspberry. Yeah, We've had really good stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's cool. I mean, and that's what I appreciate. It's like they have that style, and they're. They're willing to t tweak it every now and then. That's cool. I, I like the fact that they're adding different coffee beans in every different time. Two beers showed up. Yeah. So I think Lucky got, day. Yeah, well, I, I figured you might as well try the pale ale yes, here. Yes, well. This is one we talked about a little bit earlier. It's, uh, like I said, all European malts. And to me, it's got a, a bit more malty back to it. Just nice, clean drinking beer. It is. It's To me, this is, when I 
you know, my, my Play-Doh ideal of a beer. This mm-hmm. is this is it. A pale ale that's got some maltiness in it to, to yeah, balance everything out. Good amount of body. Yes. This is exactly what I think. Think of it, my ideal of beer. This is the well. Pacific I think we've talked about pale. that. There's not a lot of places that are making pails anymore, right? Like it's. It seems like that's something that has kind of gone away for a while, and then now you're starting to see some come back. Come well, back for sure. Yeah, yeah and a, a lot of the brewers uh, and the the big brewers have decided that uh, IPAs are, you know, more acceptable. They right. don't want to use a lot of crystal malts, you know, and that's kind of the big difference. This brings a little that's bit more great. toffee notes, and uh, you know, just that. That caramel type taste. Oh, this is it. fantastic. I'm, honestly, it's one of the best pails I've had in a long yeah, time. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad you brought two. Thank beers. you. <laughs> I'm gonna say more often than not, if you see me after a brew day, and to everyone out there, I as a brewer, you don't drink all day. I, I typically at the very end, it's you know that's when, it, but that's when everyone's coming in saying like, oh, it must be nice to brew beer yeah, and yeah, just drink beer all day. day as you're dripping in sweat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'll say blood, sweat, and tears goes in the beer, and sometimes I'm not lying. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, and it's usually directly into the cold box after a match. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is actually what you'll more often not catch me drink. I love the Pacific Trail. Yeah, like, no, it's a, it's honestly it's a, we've we've ha- been starting to have them more and more and coming. I, I I put this down as probably the best one I've had in the last last year probably. That was I one did. of the reasons we've started our road trips. Yeah, we, is to leave San Diego to go find pale ale yeah. because you couldn't find them <laughs> in right? San Diego. But now they're right there. They're just no, down the street great. from yeah, your house. Yeah. Cheers! Cheers. Oh, yeah, no, this, this is great. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very honestly, much. Honestly, I, I think they've all been really good. This might be my favorite. You know, I mean, just in general. But honestly, there's a there's a bunch of the I like that, that I, I think they've all been really, really, really good. Yeah, yeah I'm tied this with this and, and the Marzen. Yeah, the, the, the those are oh, those really are my like two the, favorite types of beer. So somewhat similar, but but I'm very excited for you to try what's coming next. All right, you want to talk it up before we uh, taste it a little bit? Um, I mean, you we talked about it earlier, Jeff. You it's those it's a Belgian beer. You're gonna, you're gonna get it's. You're gonna get those kind of banana, clovey, um, I say sometimes bubble gum type. Right. Rough enough, we get a little like uh, juniper, right? if I steer me correctly. Uh, cardamom in this cardamom. one. Cardamom? Yeah. I, so you'll get that right off the nose. Um, the Belgian yeast comes through on it nice. A very similar beer. I mean, it's, it's and that's why I like these Belgian beers, these European beers, that they're very straightforward. And I do this. Yeah, nice and candy when there's no candy that goes into it. This, <laughs> I love the Belgian yeast. Um, there's, you know, a lot of room to little wiggle room to move around with this stuff. Crank up the heat, get a little more esters off the beer. Fantastic! I like this one a lot, and it's nice to see a lot of, you know, a lot of regulars coming in here uh, drinking this beer. When you're a, when I was a little kid, and the, the ice cream truck would come by, and you'd get your pack of Big League Chew. No, it smells just like it. Open up that yeah. foil that's, packet. <laughs> smells just and you like get to me. That's what it yeah. smells like. Bubblegum. No, I agree with you. That that's what I smell right. I don't even hit it all the way up to my smooth. nose. Again, super really smooth. balanced and great finish. That's, um, you know, for 9.75, I think. Yeah, well, that, that's dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> it, I, would, I would agree with you. It'll get you there. Yeah, yes, yeah. it'll get you there probably pretty quick, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, you know, again, this kind of resonates across everything we make here at Del Peak. It's balanced. We don't want to hit you in the face with, you know, you know, and just one note. We want to make sure there's multiple notes you're tasting on the front of your palate and the back of your palate yeah. here. No, I, honestly, I mean, this is this is... Probably the best Belgian I've had too. I would agree with the same <laughs> my, thing. It's my just, notes were right. Yeah, no, you're I, good. I, I, that was in my notes to make sure that you try this Belgian and that the doctor. Like tried if they, it, but yeah, the doctor's I, not here. yeah, he's not here. But I, no, honestly, I, I mean, I would, I would drink Belgians if I, they all tasted that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they do here. Yes, they do. A couple but, miles yeah. from your house. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. and that's just it. It's you know when people get a flight of IPAs, it's going to be really hard to taste those differences down right. the road here. So breaking this up, making sure we all taste, you know, how well balanced all these beers really truly come out. 
It's really unfortunate we don't have the ghosts on tap today. Um, we'll come back. It, it's it's <laughs> a beer that's just been uh, really well received. I mean, people come in here and it's like, I don't like beer. It's, a, it's kind of a what gateway. Do you, what do you have? Yeah, it's a gateway beer. <laughs> and, that's what I call it. Uh, you know, we'll pull out the ghosts. And These are the wild. runners that say that, aren't they? It's, it's well, in that it running runners. It's, I it's, knew it. Yeah, it's just people that aren't really into beers. You know, that's a wine right. drinkers and, and all that. And that's, and that's a, what I'm appreciating about this industry and where it's going is the wine drinkers are starting to appreciate, you know, where the beer is going. It's not just Coors. It's not just Bud. It's, no. you know, there's so much more out there. And there's a lot that can meet your palate and meet your uh, what you like. I, you know, and I find a lot of Chardonnay drinkers are really enjoying the Cosa. It's, you know, and there's, you know, there's something for everyone. And, you know, and it is, again, what we try to offer at Dull Peak. It's, you know, yes, we have the hazies. Yes, we have IPAs. We're San Diego. We have to make them. And they're good. <laughs> and but they're we good. offer so much more than just that. Yeah, and, and if you don't like beer, we actually have seltzers as well. Yeah. Right. Well, no, I, I, I would say, I mean, I'm obviously I'm really glad we came out here today. Because <laughs> I, I, every one of these beers has been fantastic. I said I really liked, I think the pale still might be my fa- favorite, but it's not by much. Um, uh, you know, I don't. I don't think you have a bad beer that we've tried. I mean, I think, like I said, I think anybody who comes out here, whatever their style, yeah, there's is, not even they, an average beer. Yeah, they're not even an average. Beer. They're all yeah. way above. And whatever your style that you like, you're going to find a beer here that is. You know, I, I can become a regular here. <laughs> it's it's not bad. It's um, but just like our beer is well balanced. Yeah. The staff itself, I say to Frank, and Frank says to me all day long, it's. You know, we can make great beers all day long, but if we don't have the staffing right. that really truly believes in it, customer service is what it's all about. Exactly. And, you know, fortunately, we're blessed enough to have some great staff here at Double Peak Brewing Company. Um, Jake just being one of them. There's many more. But, you know, it's they sell it just as much as we do, right. you know. Well, I think you you nailed it. It's when someone comes in here, it's reading that customer and finding out where, where to get them going. And, and yeah, you, you Devin start is so, Devin yeah. is so good at that. And Jake, the same way, you know. Um, it's People love Jake. They, they come in, and he's really comfortable to be around. And uh, he's going to find something you really like. And uh, to give them, but and again, it's we give them the tools to be that successful yes. guy. The thirteen different taps, but again, it's you know our mo- mantra here at Dell Peak. It's you know we're only as good as the person next to us. It's a team effort. When we win the awards, it's only as, it's a team right. effort, one hundred percent. It's something I truly believe in. Yeah, but also at the end of the day, it's the beers, right? It comes down to the beers because you can't fake it. It's got to be. Yeah. So your quality's <laughs> there. Your these are these are fantastic. So Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. No, yeah. No, really yeah. good job. So we're always talking up North County, San Diego. Yeah. You're making your beer tour trip. Um, we say put North County on your on the map. Uh, make sure it's part of your trip. Get out on the Hop Highway and spend five more minutes to come out to Double Just Peak in San Marcos. Santa Fe. <laughs> yeah, it's right here. So thank you to Frank and Devin, yeah. Double Peak Brewing. Yeah. Cheers, Jeff, guys. Jeff, thank Cheers. you so much, yeah, thank guys. You. Cheers. Listeners, thank you for spending the hour with us. Go get yourself some of this fantastic beer. We'd love to keep chatting. Right now, we got to run. B double E double R U N beer run. B double E double R U N beer run. All we need is a ten and a five or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N beer run.